Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman. I'm your host and want to welcome you to today's podcast. Um, I want to welcome you to the conversation. And I always want to invite you men to share this podcast, whether you're listening on an audio platform or you're watching a YouTube link, whatever your preferred uh, method is, I hope you'll share this podcast. I hope you'll reach out to your friends, your family, your neighbors, guys, families you're doing life with in church and community. Hope you'll share this podcast and get some more men together as we support each other as men, as husbands and fathers, as sons of God, that we aim our lives at Christ likeness, because that is the whole goal of this book, is that we would embrace our identity in Christ and that we would live each day and every moment in that image and be Christ-like. And so it's a it's the high calling of God. Philippians 1, it's the foundation of this entire podcast that we would aim our lives at the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, that we press towards the mark, hence the name Marksman. You thought it might have been just my name. Nope, <laughs> it wasn't about me. It's about pressing towards the mark, which is Christ likeness. And so let's press together. Let's press into scripture. Let's let's depend upon Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Because here's the reality, men, none of us, none of us get into truth without the help of Holy Spirit. He and he alone can guide your heart and my heart into truth. He and he alone can reveal truth to us. We are completely dependent upon Holy Spirit. We didn't find Jesus without the Holy Spirit, and we're not going to walk with Jesus without the Holy Spirit. And so we completely yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit today as we jump into today's conversation. And I want you to join me in the book of Joshua, or you could say the book of Yeshua, That's the Hebrew way of saying Joshua. And of course, he bears the name of our Savior, Jesus, Yeshua. And so not only did he take that second generation into the promised land, but our King, our Lord, Yeshua, he also took us into the promised land. And he's helping us conquer the giants dispossess the giants and possess our inheritance. And we lead ourselves, we lead our families, we lead in marriages, we lead in business, we lead in communities. We lead as Christ leads us to help families enter into their inheritance. So let's begin in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, Uh, excuse me, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. So now there's a transition. And I want to say this by the Holy Ghost. There's a divine transition in your life. There's a divine transition as we press into this together. And I want you to get ready for that shift. I want you to get ready for that new perspective, that new way of thinking. Because here we go. Moses, my servant, is dead, so now arise. Now, obviously, this was a changing of the guard naturally. As Moses, the leader of Israel, was gone, Joshua, the appointed leader of Israel, is going to take the children of Israel in. 
But here's the thing. This is also very prophetic in the fact that like Paul revealed to us in his writings to Galatia, he said, we have died to the law. We We were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Yeshua, Joshua, Yeshua lives in me. So it's kind of, it's a very clear prophetic image of what the law came to do. And that was what Galatians tells us in chapter four. It revealed our sinfulness. It revealed our need for a savior and a deliverer. That's why Christ came. And so the law brought us to the end of ourselves. I want to say that again. The law brought us all to the end of ourselves. And all that was left is just to, by faith, just be crucified with Christ so that we could come alive. And just like he said, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise. We all died because of the law. We all are with not, not any of us are without sin. Not any of us lived a sinful life. So we're dead. The law put us to death. So now arise. So now arise in King Yeshua, rise now up in the light of grace and truth, and let's possess our inheritance. So now arise, take this place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people. How many know God wants all his people to possess their possessions, all his people to possess their inheritance. He wants us to move into houses already built, lands already prepared, vineyards already planted, all very prophetic of what is called the land of milk and honey. It's called Canaan's land. It's the promised land. It's your land and my land of inheritance. It's a land of promise. And this Bible is a book of promise. It's a land of promise. And he wants us to possess every promise. That's why it says in the New Testament, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. In other words, every promise is obtainable. Every promise is receivable because of Yeshua, because of Jesus, our King. And it's prophetically imaged here in this writings of Joshua. He goes, verse three, every place which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you. Notice he did not say that have you earned. I want that to sink in. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you. He did not say that have you earned. And it's because I promised it to Moses. Us possessing our inheritance is not because of us and our goodness, us and our faithfulness. Number one, it's because God keeps his promise. He keeps his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He keeps his promise to Jesus. He keeps his promise to you and I. He's a promise keeper. I don't know if any of you men years ago, I know I did when we were pastoring back in Kansas City area, we took men to great rallies called Promise Keepers. Well, how many know we serve a Promise Keeper? And He, living in us, makes us Promise Keepers. And so He keeps His promise to Moses. That's one of the main reasons they're going to enter in is God's a Promise Keeper. And the main reason you and I are going to enter in and possess our our promises is because God's a promise keeper. 
He gives the, the dimensions of the land, which is from this wilderness unto Lebanon, to the great river Euphrates, to the land of the Hittites, which was Canaan, and to the great Mediterranean Sea on the west. This shall be your territory. Now, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Notice this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What does that mean to you and I, men? It means nobody, no man, no person is going to be able to stop you and I from possessing our inheritance. What's that mean? I can't blame anyone. And the first thing we have to shake is the blame game. We need to quit blaming people for anything to say that they stopped us from possessing our inheritance, that they stopped us. And that's a big thing to shake because it's an easy thing to do. It's an easy out. It's an easy excuse. But it's time, men, that we shake our excuses. We shake the blame just like it was in the Garden of Eden. Don't try to hide. Don't try to cover. Don't try to blame. We need to shake all that. We need to come clean with God, be honest before him, and allow that blood to do its thorough work in our life and allow us to just be robed in the righteousness of Jesus and realize that if God is for us and his promises to not fail us and not forsake us, then we can forever just dismiss the fact that I would blame anyone for not possessing my promises, for not entering into the inheritance that God has for me. We have to shake the blame. We have to just give up on excuses. Quit making excuses. Let's just know that if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8 says, who will separate us from the love of God? And he mentions all these things of adversity and challenge and tribulation. He even mentions, mentions principalities and powers. How many of the devil is not our problem? He's an adversary. He's against us, but he can't stop us. If God is for us, who can be against us? It's like Joshua and Caleb when they stood up against that first generation that was riddled with fear, was riddled with doubt. And they rose up and said, let us go up at once. That's in recorded in Numbers 14. Let us go up at once. Our enemies are bread for us. We're going to eat them for dinner. I mean, this wasn't just hype. This was faith in God. This was trust in God's integrity. Trust in God's promise. That God's going to keep his promise. I want to just, man, I want that just to be um, impacted on our heart today. God is a promise keeper. He's going to keep his promise. He told Joshua, you're going to enter in because I'm going to keep my promise to Moses. And I'm going to keep my promise to my covenant friend, Abraham, and his son, Isaac, and his grandson, Jacob, and his great grandsons, the sons of Israel. God is a promise keeper. And all of that is wrapped up in his covenant with Jesus now. And how many know he's going to keep his promise to Jesus and Jesus in you and Jesus in me. So again, no man shall be able to stop you. I want to say that again, no one can stop us from possessing our inheritance. 
No one can stop us. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And since Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, he perfectly fulfilled the law. He said, I didn't come to destroy it. I didn't come to do away with it. I came to fulfill it. So we can identify with Jesus in that statement. And we can say this, as I was with Jesus, so I will be with you. That's why no one's going to be able to stop you men. Because as he was with Jesus, so he will be with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Now, the New Testament grabs this verse right here. It grabs this verse and it's recorded in Hebrews 13. If you've watched, you know, all the Marksman podcasts, you have heard me preach on this and teach on this before. And it's in Hebrews 13, 5, and I like reading it from the Amplified. He's quoting this passage and this truth of God's promise to Joshua, who was going to lead the family of God, just like we lead our families and lead our own lives into the promised land of our inheritance. He says this, let your character, Hebrews 13, 5, Amplified, let your character your moral disposition be free from the love of money. Money is simply a tool. In fact, yesterday the Lord revealed this to me. I was in the backyard sitting under the umbrella, praying, studying. And I looked over, we're on a ranch here, and there's a big diesel fuel tank where uh, Jerry Murphy, who owns Mariah Ranch, where he fuels up his tractors. I was looking at that fuel tank and the Lord whispered to me, he said, all money is, is fuel. It fuels your desires and your affections. I want to share that with you, men. It's why we got to get free from it. Money is not what we're going after. We're going after the plan of God. We're going after the purpose of God. We're going after the kingdom of God. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what we're aiming our life at, Christ-likeness. And as we go after that, yeah, we're going to need money to do things. Money is simply fuel to fuel your desires, to fuel your affections. So you look at people that have evil desires, evil affections, give them money, what do they do? They use the money to fuel their desires, to fuel their affections. If they're a thief, it fuels more thievery. If they're, a, if they're a generous soul, it fuels more generosity. If they're kind and loving, it fuels their kindness and their lovingness, love, loving kindness. If they're wicked, it fuels their wickedness. If they're hurt, it fuels their pain. Just simple. Money is just simply fuel. It's going to fuel our desires. It's going to fuel our affections. So that's why we got to get free from the love of it. Just recognize it for what it is. It's simply fuel. Let your character, your moral disposition be free from the love of money. This includes greed, avarice, lust, and the craving of earthly possessions. And be satisfied. That means be happy now. Don't postpone happiness for the next purchase. Don't postpone happiness for some accomplishment financially. Be happy, be fulfilled, be content now. Doesn't mean God isn't going to increase us, but we don't need to delay our joy and our fulfillment. 
Be satisfied with your present circumstances, with what you have, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you or let you down or even relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Now that's a long verse and that's packed with a lot of truth, but that's a quote and that truth is extracted from Joshua 1.5. We were just at where God was speaking to Joshua and we know what did we tell, what did he tell him? Be strong, be courageous. How many know we're going to have to be strong, men? We're going to have to be courageous but it's not in our strength. It's like Ephesians 6.10 in the Amplified. It says, be empowered through your union with him. See, we're to be strong, we're to be courageous, but not just a natural strength, not just a natural courage, not just getting all hyped up and stirred up. No, it's, it's a, it's a inward strength. It's an inward courage. It's because Christ in us is the hope of glory. It's the hope of strength and courage. So he says, and in fact, when I read this, you might have thought I was kind of preaching at you, but I'm not. I am excited. I won't, I won't apologize for that. But when I said three times, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you or let you down, the original language reiterates it three times. That's incredible emphasis that God wants us to know, like he wanted Joshua to know, he wants you and I to know, that he is not going to leave us helpless. He is not going to forsake us. He's not going to let us down. Romans 5 says, the love of God shed abroad in our heart does not disappoint. And I break the power of disappointment in your life right now. In the name of Yeshua, I break the power of any previous disappointment. And I say, God is faithful. God will not be mocked. God is a promise keeper and he's teaching our hands to war and he's instructing us and he's guiding us with his spirit and by his word. And I just, in the name of Jesus, had that rise up in my spirit and I break the power of disappointment. We will not be disappointed. We will not be let down. He promised He said, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you or let you down, even relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort. Let's take it today. Don't take it from a meal or a drink or a bottle or a drug. Take comfort from God. Take comfort from his presence. Take comfort from his promise. So we take comfort and are encouraged And we confidently and boldly say, the Lord, Yeshua, Jesus, is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Remember what he's told Joshua? There's no man going to be able to stand against you. No man's going to be able to stop you. I don't care if it's a 10-foot tall giant. In the land of Canaan, no man is going to be able to stop us. No man's going to be able to stand before us. The Lord is our helper. 
That's what David knew when he was he was winding that sling up. He knew the Lord was his helper. The Lord was going to guide that rock. The Lord was going to guide that sling and bring that giant down. And so back in the book of Joshua, we need to find a landing spot for today's podcast. Man, I could talk for hours on this. And you say, well, what do you mean? The reason why is because a lot of this is what I have to talk to myself about. I've talked to myself for hours out of these truths. Do you realize the most important person I preach to is me? Only reason I'm here preaching to you, teaching you, talking to you, we're having this conversation together through technology is because first I've had this conversation with myself. I've had this conversation with the Lord. I've had to encourage myself in the Lord. I've had to allow these words to fuel my strength and to fuel my courage against the adversity I face, against the challenges I face and my family faces or our ministry faces. This world is not without resistance. The enemy's not going to just roll out the red carpet for any of us. He's, He's got giants in place. And he's protecting what he thinks he's going to end up with. But have you read at the end of the book? He's defeated. He's already defeated. And you and I show up on his on our territory, because everywhere the sole of our foot treads, it's been given to us. And we dispossess him and we say, no, 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 Mr. Adversary, whatever that giant is standing against us. And we say, this land is our land. This is my territory. This is my property. This is my home. This is my house. This is my possession. And we, we enforce his defeat. We enforce the victory of Jesus. We are enforcers of the victory of Jesus Christ that when he rose from the dead, he triumphed over principalities and powers, over all the work of the enemy that would ever come against us. He triumphed over that, and our privilege is to be strong in him, be courageous in him, and to enforce that defeat, to enforce that victory of Jesus Christ. So be strong, verse 6, Joshua 1, 6. We're going to wrap it up. And we're going to kind of put a lead in for the next conversation next week. Be strong and confident and of good courage, for you will cause this people to inherit the land, not earn the land, inherit the land, which I swore to their fathers. That means I promised with covenant. See, again, this is all about God keeping his promise his promise that he made in covenant blood, the covenant blood of Jesus. Every promise in this book is backed in the covenant blood of Jesus. Only, verse 7, he enforces it again, only be strong and very courageous that you may do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn from the right, don't turn to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. What's he saying, man? He's saying, be focused, stay focused. Stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on the word. Stay focused on the promise. Stay focused on the Holy Spirit. Stay focused on your Father. Stay focused, men. 
want to encourage you today. I want to encourage myself today. Stay focused. Don't get distracted. And then finally, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written for in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will deal wisely and have good success. Have I not commanded you? Again, he says, be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you, and he's with me everywhere we go. Praise God. I hope you've been stirred up by the Spirit of God today. My heart is stirred. I'm excited for what God's doing in our lives, how he's leading us, how he's guiding us. And this strength and this courage is not just a natural strength and courage. It's a supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. And that's my prayer for you. According to Philippians 1, Paul said that things are going to turn through your prayers and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. And so I'm praying for each and every one of you today, men. And I'm praying that through my prayer, there would come just a supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ, of strength and courage to stand and be strong, knowing that God's leading us all into every promise he's made us. He's a promise keeper. He's a covenant keeper. And he's for us. He's with us. And Romans 8 says, if he did not withhold Jesus, he's not going to withhold anything good that we need. Amen. Well, we look forward to being with you. We're going to pick up this conversation next week out of Joshua 1, and we're going to go further into uh, possessing our possessions, possessing our inheritance, and leading our lives, leading our families, leading in business, leading in our communities, leading in our local assemblies, and we're going to be leaders, men, and we're going to do it in the strength of Jesus Christ and the courage of of Jesus Christ. Thanks for watching Marksman, listening to Marksman. Thanks for sharing Marksman with your friends and family and your buddies. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for your prayers. I want to hear from you. There's a link below. You can email me at spellmanministries at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our website, spellmanministries.org. All the links to our social media are also below in the link. Love you guys, and I'll see you or talk to you next week.